Today's broadcast is brought to you by Mary Jane's Marijuana Emporium. Mary Jane's carries several selections of mind-melting marijuana flavors, like Purple Kush, Purple Rain, and Purple Peterator. For the kiddies, Mary Jane sells delicious edibles, lollipops for little Jane, and Choco chocolate-flavored THC-infused brownie bars for little Johnny. Don't worry about the covers, and come on down to Mary Jane's Marijuana Emporium at 420th and Hemp Avenue. Fun for the whole family. I'm making a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What is up, everybody? <laughs> hey, I'm Myron House. I'm Josh Hurd. That scared the shit out of me. And this show is about nothing because... We uh, are talking about absolutely nothing today. Yeah, we're just going to cover some stuff and some things. Stuff. We're going to talk about stuff. Hey, what, stuff and stuff. What did you think of the last show? The last show was mind-blowing. And I think that's why we need to take a break from, <laughs> all, the th- from all the thinking. Hey... <laughs> We tried to get a hold, well, I tried to get a hold of uh, Wally Wallington, who's a guy who moves 30,000 pound blocks around by himself. Right. And uh, it pertains to uh, Stonehenge, uh, the pyramids. I was going to say, yeah, the pyramids. You know, because there's a big mystery about how they built these things. How how could they get these uh, big blocks put on there? Fucking aliens put him there, man. (laughs) So I found a guy named Wally Wallington. And uh, his videos are... They are amazing. They are amazing, but they're so simple that they're not amazing. You know what I mean? Because it's like like bending over to pick up a stick. Right. and, And moving it from... One place to the other, and and uh, and then a hundred years later, you, or a thousand years later, you're like, "Hey, how did they move that stick?" It's so mystifying. Yeah, the aliens <laughs> came down. It, it it beamed it up, moved it over there, levitated it, blah blah blah. Well, no, he just bent over and picked it up, and that's and yeah. it's anticlimactic. Right. Th- that's the thing. That's what I want to say about those videos is that they're anticlimactic because when you see how this guy by himself. Yeah, completely can, on his own. Can move a three-ton block, right? It is amazing. From, and not just not just a, a foot. I, I mean, I'm talking a, a, the, the length of a football field. Right. In two hours, he can move it that far. So, it's anticlimactic. And he also shows you how to lift a, thir- a three-ton block yeah. uh, by himself. Similar to the statues on Easter Island. Yeah. Right. Well, I saw this documentary on Easter Island. Yeah. 
where they got like they got like 30 people and a bunch of ropes and what they did is they tilted it to one side and they just and walked them they walked them yep right right well you don't have to walk them you either you don't even have to do that because that that's a complicated process all in itself right i, I think that's our problem right like like we take something and we say okay <laughs> we try to make it yeah it has to be more complicated because our because everything around us is really complicated. So the way they right. did it has to be complicated, right? Well, yeah, of course, because we make shit so hard all the time. But yeah, yeah, that's amazing. But no, they uh, Wally's got some good some good videos. He does for sure, and it it's amazing to me because, like you said, this is one guy moving this three. Like, how much did that freaking thing weigh? Like three tons. It was like three tons. tons, right? So he's moving this three ton freaking block. Yeah, and he moves at the length of a football field, and it takes him a couple hours to do so. But he he can move it, but over. he can move it that right. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is now, if one person has that kind of capability, what about a thousand? Well, see, now you're making it more complicated. No, I'm saying, what about one thousand people all working towards the exact same final outcome? Hence, like the pyramids. Well, yeah, you could build the pyramids in a year. That's exactly my point. You could, yeah. So, in a year, two, we'll call it just for the hell of it, five years max, mm-hmm. with all those people working yeah. on it. Absolutely, it could be done. But Wally didn't want to come on our show. Well, that's okay. Wally can. Can just piss off, piss off, right? <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. No, he declined, and that's that's fine. It's fine. Uh, he does sell a DVD where you can you can order the DVD. Yeah, uh, you can look up Wally Wallington, Wally Wallington. What a name! Yeah, on YouTube, that's awesome. Uh, uh, and the videos on YouTube they don't actually show how how to cut a block because his were preformed concrete, right? But he does show you how you can put. You know, make it a monolith by uh, putting it into the ground. Because remember, at Stonehenge, they found that it's the blocks are buried deep into the. Into they the are, yeah, they, yeah. So uh, he shows you how they did that, and and then shows you how you can lift these blocks to get them on top of uh, another block. <laughs> now that's in the YouTube videos, but if you want to see everything that he does, you have to order the disc from it, right? But. Uh, I really wish we could have done an interview with him. And that would have been interesting too. Yeah, because I want I want to see his take on on how they maybe they cut the blocks, it, right. you know, got you know quarried the blocks and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be something to get into for yeah. sure. Yeah, and how how do you get it? How do you get this big block separated from right from, from the <laughs> other blocks? And how do you get something underneath of it? But but uh, it was a real simple process. But anyway, so. Uh, back to Neil, what did that, uh, I, I mean, we all know that it blew your mind. Yeah. What, what do you think of, I mean, how do you, what do you think the consequence, cause you, you spoke of the consequences of, of like alien of, disclosure, uh, yeah, alien Absolutely. disclosure. So what, what do you think the consequences are to society? Well, like, okay. <clears throat> to society. If science it, were to look at Neil's right. stuff. Which so, isn't Neil's; it's some other right. Guy. But Which, still, oh, hold on. I have a I have a retraction now. During the, during the uh, during the show yesterday, I said Paul. The guy's name isn't Paul. It's oh uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. 
You're talking about the guy that was doing the initial research. Yeah, the guy that, that Neil took over. Yeah, that that Neil then then took over. Uh, his name was Carey, not Paul. It's Samuel Warren Carey. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said Paul, and and I said Paul because I'm an idiot for one, <laughs> and two because it had been a week, and for some right, reason I was right. thinking Paul before we did the interview. And uh, and then he corrected me, and he said he said no, it's uh, it's it's you know Samuel Carey, and then uh, and then a week later I said Paul again. Ah, it's going to be Paul. No, uh, it's just, it's stuck it, in the head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, what I was going to say though, here here's the biggest thing for me. Would it be that difficult for let's just let's just say for an example, okay, for science to relearn basically yes we would take everything that we have been taught and to throw it out the window and to basically start over again now people hear that and get the shit scared out of them because they're like oh my god we can't do that we can't relearn all this shit it's like but it's why does the guy that why does the guy that's scared have to be gay well i'm sorry that's just my (laughs) voice I'm sorry. I do that a lot, though. Yeah, I do a lot of like the the southern gay guy type oh voices. But um, what I'm saying is, what if it was just a matter of buying new textbooks? I don't think it's a matter of just buying new textbooks. You know what I'm saying, though, for the kids, like it's just new textbooks. That's it. It's uh, writing the textbooks that uh, might be a bitch. I don't think it is. You, what, what What do you think would be the implications? The the implications, right? Everything is, it's is every, wrong. Everything is implicated in it because because you have physics for one, uh, mathematical sciences, physics that has to be that has to be fundamentally changed because now you're talking about uh, you're talking about the universe creating matter from from. See, and I still think that's horseshit. Like, I I think that, okay, math is math, number one. Yeah. Like, math is not going to change. In fact, like, if we were... Well, to, math, math changes all the time. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, numbers are numbers. Yeah. Amounts and, and whatever measurements are measurements. Just yeah. depends on what title you give them, you yeah. know? So, I mean, there's that. So, you could easily, you know get by with that what i'm talking about is like i think his horseshit is like the theoretical physics is ridiculous it's like people are wasting their time on this it's like yes theoretically a gigantic fucking elephant could hang from a cliff with his tail tied to a fucking flower theoretically that's their job is to come up with bullshit scenarios it's like focus on something that's that's tangible you know what i mean Instead of like theoretically, because you could sit there and you could say like all these scientists or whatever could sit here and say that I'm a fucking moron because I want to try to like talk to dead people. Yeah. But at the same time, what what the fuck are you trying to prove? Like yeah. You're trying to prove that an elephant can hang off a cliff. Well, they're they're they're. It's more nuanced than that. They're, but it's like, know, what is the purpose? A mathematician is trying to come up with something beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Einstein's equation E equals MC squared yes. is considered beautiful. It's beautiful because it's it's beautiful in its simplicity. Because it explains uh it explains uh billions and billions of things 
in one simple, easy to write equation. We just brought it full circle, by the way. The simplicity of man, <laughs> like, and how we have to make everything so goddamn difficult. Yeah, well, we do make things difficult. <laughs> we hey, do, man. Well, look, you you look at uh, you look at the uh, that movie. Uh, what's the Matt Damon movie where he's a genius? Oh he's yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Look that is at, a badass movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you see all this math on a on a chalkboard, and it just it's just formulas, and 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 it's all strung out, and it takes several lines to to create that right formula. And the goal is not to create several lines. To create that formula, the the goal is to re- reduce it down to E equals M C squared. That's the goal, you, you know, to find the universe. But we, but right. we we put we try to explain our universe in a in a language, and and that language is math. Yeah, absolutely. But, but what if it's not, you know, what what if that's a stupid way of putting it? Yeah, yeah. I right. just got done watching this stupid fucking movie called Lucy. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this. <laughs> All right, so this movie Lucy is uh, <laughs> kind of a it's kind of a play off of the other movie Limitless, and that was a good movie. Oh uh, yeah, that was Limitless yeah. was an amazing movie. Uh, but in Lucy, <laughs> I've wanted to see Lucy though. I want to see the movie. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, whatever. I think it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. At the beginning, it's it's fine. She she gets a bunch of drugs stuck in her gut because they were going to force her to transport these drugs, these new drugs. She's mewling. Which is supposedly a drug that pre- pregnant women produce in small amounts to get the brain growing inside of a fetus. And they found a way to synthesize the drug, this Chinese mafia guy has it. it sticks in her gut. She's in a room. She gets kicked in the gut. The bag breaks open. It enters into her system, and now all of a sudden, her brain starts uh, uh, developing new synapses, and and she is going from ten or fifteen percent brain capacity up to a hundred by the end of the movie. The thing that uh, there's two things in the movie. One that's stupid, which is that she can con- she can control matter, like she can make herself dissolve into something else. Like she doesn't need her body anymore, which I think is complete crap. You don't think see? So, I think I, I think it's it, yeah. I think that's feasible, <laughs> okay. and all, there's reasons behind it. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Anyways, I think if you had 100 <clears throat> percent brain capacity, your brain's still going to be stuck in your head. I don't think that with the power of your mind you can you can dissolve yourself and become so she she dissolves herself into a black goo and becomes a computer a black goo yeah spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert so so whatever it's fucking dumb but she did say something (laughs) in the movie that we as humans and of course this is being written by a guy who only uses 10 or 15% of his brain not Absolutely. 100% but but we as humans try to look at the universe in mathematical terms we we assign a language to it and that language is math and that math right. is rudimentary it's 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 retarded in its uh, in, in its uh use right and uh basically you can only quantify the universe in time like like in measurements of time, and that's the language of the universe. Which Interesting, is, which is time, blah okay. blah blah. And I thought that that was I thought that was pretty good. Now we can talk about the movie if you want. I was just gonna say though, 
isn't time technically kind of like math anyway? I mean, it's all a measurement. Well, I don't know. It's all... It, it, like I said, it was written... The way the way they explained it... That's really cool, though. The, the way they explained it in the movie was pretty good. That's I, badass, I, though, to think of it that way. Now, a mathematician is going to watch that movie and think that part's stupid, too. But I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, but anyway... See, now, I, I just... I, I have a problem with numbers anyway. I just yeah. don't like them. I don't, don't like them at all. Never now, my one, No. Now, my... Uh, I'm I'm okay at math, you know. I'm not terrible at math. Yeah. But it's just not my favorite thing to do. Like my wife is an accountant, okay? This is all she does is math. Like for all my book sales and all that horse shit that I don't deal with it, she does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuz I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But um <laughs> So I just don't I don't know. I don't get math. I don't really like it. No. <laughs> You're like, uh, I just don't I, like it. I don't get mad, so, so I'm not gonna do it anymore. I'm, not gonna, I'm just not gonna do it. I don't yeah. like it, so I'm just not gonna do it. I'm hungry, but I don't like yeah. my refrigerator. But no, I I do it. I do find it interesting though that that you brought up or the movie brings up the fact that with 100 percent brain capacity, mind capacity whatever you want to call it I, I i don't want to say brain brain is something physical okay okay yeah so yeah what and, i want well, to say because, no, because then that throws a, a wrench into your gears well absolutely it? well it's just like neil adams physical though. well it's just like neil adams thing it's not it's not uh expanding it's growing okay okay you know what i'm saying so this is like it's not a it's not a brain it's a mind or whatever so let's think of it this way I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. <laughs> it it was stated that like Einstein, for an example, yeah, used roughly thirteen to fifteen percent of his brain or mind capacity, okay, mm-hmm. or the potential. We'll call it potential. Why we're going to digress down a set of stairs? No, absolutely yeah, no, no, not. No, no, we are because because <clears throat> when you say that, what I'm saying is this: that's one. I of the have most- something to say. To that. Well, all I'm saying is that if it was stated that he, as one of the most brilliant minds on this planet, correct? Yes. Used that much of his mind potential, right? Yes. Okay. What would happen then if we were to be able to gain access to this remaining, you know, 85 to 90, give or take, percentage? What would happen? Okay, so here's the digression. Okay. They, they're... There is a theory out there, and you and I have discussed this already, that Einstein may have not have tapped into his own thoughts or brainwaves to think of what he was thinking of. He tapped into the brain network. You remember we discussed this, which is, which is that everything on the planet communicates with each other like like if somebody learns something in new mexico oh yes yes and then, yes. And, then and then they start doing the same thing in in europe you know like like in england let's say right remember the birds that that learn to uh take the cap off of the milk in england when they when they put the milk on the porch yes. and and the, and those birds are not migratory they stay in no, one they, area they stay yet hundreds of miles away Birds started learning the same freaking thing. Which is ridiculous. Right? Okay, so they say that Einstein may have been able to close his eyes and meditate and bring in these thoughts 
from the net, the brain network, the, the, the earth communication network or right, whatever right. you want to, and we'll expand on it in another show. That's but, amazing though. Yeah. 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 To so think but, of that, but that's what I mean by digression. See, now we went from, from this to this, to this, and now we're talking about right. that. So let's, let's back it back up. So let's just think about this then for a second. So if we were to gain access to, to the one, if we had 100% of the potential right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the question then arises like what would become of us, not just physically or whatever. I mean, even it's my personal opinion and thousands, maybe millions of others think the exact same thing that if you were um, given that 100% access, that you would be nothing more than pure energy, just energy. Now, it's interesting, though, because then I tried to apply this thought to ghost hunting and obviously what I do, because I find it fascinating, you know, that, oh, why are we such complex beings and the human mind is capable of so many things, yet we're not able to do any of it? It's like it's like giving a kid a toy and say, OK, you got to keep it in the box. You can't you can't touch it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the most kick ass toy on the planet, but you can't touch it. So why is that? You know, it's like, oh, here's this amazing meal in front of you, but you can't touch the forks. Don't touch the forks. Don't touch the silverware. Nothing. It makes no fucking sense. Smell the food all you want. Yeah, but you it, can't touch it. it doesn't make so any now, sense the now, other way either. So now, think about it, though. If we were then to have, you know, let's just say hypothetically that we were then energy. Okay. Yeah. What if then during it's it's no big secret that what i do and what i go after and look for is pockets of energy that's what i'm after i use an emf detector which would detect you know pockets of energy yeah, yeah, yeah. but in the middle of a cornfield somewhere you're not gonna just have that so it's anomalous you know what i mean it's bizarre to, well, you're, to have you're in the middle of a cornfield you're not gonna have what the emf an emf spike from anything there's no electrical you know, devices or anything like that around. How do you know you wouldn't? What do you mean? Well, how do you know you wouldn't? Well, is there a power line anywhere? No. Well, yeah. But like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, do. there's nothing man-made that would make that occur. Yeah, but yeah, but ghosts aren't man-made. What? I understand this. Spirits, what I'm saying is I'm trying, to, I'm trying to debunk everything here. I'm trying to say, oh, it could have been this, it could have been that. Well, there's nothing around. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So where did this EMF spike come from? Oh, you're oh, saying there is that, an EMF spike. It, there but, would but be, it, right. But it's not from man-made. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Okay. So what I'm saying then is this. What if, you know, this is given that we would be just energy and that I, as a ghost hunter, look for pockets of energy. What if during the dying process something unlocks in our brain or in our mind or whatever you want to call it and gives us access to the remaining 85 to 90%, give or take, whatever, and then you are nothing more than energy. Wouldn't, now that, wait. wouldn't that be horribly ironic? What do you mean? Well, now that you have 100% brain capacity, you don't have any fucking fingers to make anything yeah. <laughs> or do anything. <laughs> you know? You'd be like, oh, and you can't communicate with the world and you can't Not do fun. All you do is float around. But right. are, but are you but are you a super genius? Is every ghost a super genius? I would say no on that. Okay, I have no, 
I would say no. <laughs> what I am saying, though, is what if somewhere inside of that remaining 90% in lies what we would consider soul or life force or chi or whatever the fuck you want to call it? What if it's in there? And the dying process is what would unlock that. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, I call it gelatin. <laughs> right. So that's that's Lubrication. one that's one thought that I've had. Yeah. You know, yeah. as far as the that goes like getting all the way back to like Lucy, right? That's what the movie was called. Well, yeah, okay. So now we're back to Lucy, but we still right. have to step back a few steps because the point here is is how how does the growing earth fundamentally change physics and math? You know what I mean? And and uh and what would happen? I mean, we we would literally be sitting in what a dark age type yeah. of scenario. We would still have all this technology. You'd ha- <laughs> we would still have all this shit around us. Yeah. And but everything that we thought was real has now been proven wrong. <laughs> that would be. Well, I don't, Amazing. I don't look, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that the rules, the laws of physics and the, and the laws of thermodynamics affect normal people in any right. certain way. Right. I think that they affect scientists in the scientific community. That's, that's what I think. Or inventors, you know, there sure. was a, there was a guy who was walking through a factory, he was working in a factory and they had coolant pipes. So we we came we came back and now we're digressing again. But anyway, so so he's uh he, he there's coolant pipes and and one of them has hot water, one of them has cold. And have you ever turned on a faucet somewhere, either in your house, someone else's house, and you heard the pipe shake? Yeah, absolutely, I do that. Yeah, that's happened. Those that's called cavitating. Okay. Your pipes are cavitating. And that uh, that cavitating is air in your pipes, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what causes the shaking of the pipes. And, and it can get really loud, and you can actually feel it in the house. Well, this pipe, this cold water pipe was cavitating. And he knew it was a cold water pipe, and he, he reached up to touch it, and it was super hot. Super hot? Yeah, it was super hot. Okay. Right? And uh, so he got this idea. And uh, he went back to his house, and he has a workshop, and he creates this tank. It's like it's like a piece of pipe, and inside he takes a wheel and he drills a bunch of holes in the wheel to create cavities. Right? Oh he yeah, sti- sure. He sticks it in there, and then he attaches it to an electric motor, and he turns it on, and it after. A lot of experiments. He uh, uh, finds that it heats the water up super hot. It superheats the water. Oh, these yeah. these air pockets. This this man made cavitation in the pipes. And he has a valve, and out from the valve comes steam, and it's instantaneous. Sure, like like within just a few seconds of this cavitation, the water heats up and becomes steam. Right. Yeah. So he measures, of course, the electrical input into the motor that he uses to turn the wheel. 
and comes up with how much energy is being used to create the cavitation. Then he measures the steam coming out of the pipe. Now, remember, this is all energy. Electrical energy. Electricity is energy. Steam is energy uh, and can be used in certain ways. Uh, Gasoline motors, that gasoline is energy. You know, when it's being combusted, that's energy which runs the pistons in your motor. So he's measuring the amount of energy that comes out in the form of steam. And he finds that there is more energy being made in the system and being output through the steam than what is being put into the system. Now, that breaks the laws of thermodynamics because in the laws of thermodynamics, you can never get more energy out of a system than what's put in than what you put in so when you get like a furnace to heat your house it says it's 85 percent efficient that means whatever energy you put in as far as uh gas natural gas propane whatever uh you're only going to get 85 percent of that heat to heat your house sure the rest is going to be lost and that is in every system, in every machine that we make. That's why there's no such thing as a perpetual motion machine. Because, sure. because if you could have a perpetual motion machine, you, could, uh, you, can, you can have the machine generate its own energy and then feed that energy back to itself to keep the machine going. You see? Yeah. And there is no such thing as far as we have now that is perpetual motion. And that's what... And getting back to Neil Adams, that's what Neil Adams is proposing. But but it isn't Neil Adams proposing it, okay? Right, right. <laughs> Remember that he pulls this stuff from the scientific community. And pair production, which is the creation of matter, goes against these laws. Because, you can nev- because energy, uh, another law is that energy cannot be created, created or, destroyed. or destroyed. Right. Well, it's the same thing for matter. How do you create matter, right, uh, from nothing? Uh, and he's not saying that it's created from nothing. It's probably energy that no. that's being absorbed in the universe or, or energy being converted to, to matter. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But, the, but that, if you were to accept that the, the earth is growing, then you have to accept... Uh, as, as far as a scientist is concerned, you have to accept that what we feel as a scientific yeah. you know, body, you, you have to accept that our laws can be fundamentally changed. And we're not ready for that. The scientific community isn't ready for that. Right. And, and the reason why is because we have what he's, basically what he said, 100 years of research saying... That that that's not the way it is, you know, that that we can't, that this is something that's impossible. And if it's impossible, right, then it can't be done. And that's why they won't even give it the time of day. That's why they won't even look in, in the direction of it because, Hey, that's impossible because of these, you know, I tell you what though, like I, uh, I read a book and you can say what you will about Dan Brown. Okay, the author of like the Da Vinci Code and uh, things of that nature. Yes. Um, He wrote a book uh, with the same protagonist as 
the Da Vinci Code, uh, but it was Angels and Demons. Now, in in Angels and Demons, the you know the main storyline follows um, the scientists. Um, they're they're basically making what you're talking about, except it's like dark matter, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's at CERN, which is in Switzerland, and it's in this giant um, underground series of uh, tunnels and whatnot, which is all factual. And the Hadron Collider. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's fascinating stuff, though. But basically, what they're doing is, I mean, they're recreating the Big Bang theory. On a, on a much, much smaller scale, obviously, but they're making this, this like dark matter. I think that's what they were calling it was dark matter. It's been forever since I've read the book. You guys are going to have to forgive me. I'm like, I'm feeding my daughter like <laughs> as we do this. Yeah, on, on your breast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got the, uh, the little car seat like sitting on the floor mm-hmm. and I'm bent over. Right now, like feeding her this bottle, it's kind of hilarious. Yeah, welcome to but the I, professional world of that's right broadcasting. That is right. But right. you know, I I think I just found that absolutely interesting because they were making it. You know, they were manufacturing that. Look, aren't they taking photons and sending them around? This three mile tube. It's something like that. And, it's like, and smashing photons together, which is creating matter. Yes. That Isn't is that, exactly what they're and, doing. And that is where, and, and it's awesome that you bring that up because the matter that they're creating doesn't last. And that's what Neil Adams was talking about. He right. said it's it's instantly, it, 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 it goes away. It's there and it's gone. It's there and then it's gone. Yes. Right? And that's what Neil was talking about. He was talking about creating matter from well, energy. So you take and then a what photon. they did, right. Well, in the book, what they ended up doing, I guess, is they somehow then put it in a in a tube of some sort and kept it. Perfectly, yeah. I don't know how how it was. Well, was his that. book fiction or no? It, of course, it's fiction. But I mean, it was, you know, everything that he discusses was then taken from fact, like CERN and and the work that they're doing. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. You know, that was all just yeah, yeah. So, but 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 basically, they're taking photons, which is light energy, right? Smashing them, smashing them in the collider. They collide. They create matter. Antimatter, antimatter. That's what, yeah. yeah, and uh, and then it, and then in the real world it disappears. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. yeah. And what Neil is saying, and basically what Samuel was saying, Samuel being the actual scientist, what he was saying is that the the universe does that. It takes energy, creates matter, and it it lasts. It doesn't just disappear. It goes away. Now, we haven't found the mechanism for that. But before the Hadron Collider, right. they would say you can't create matter from energy. Exactly. You know, and, and basically, think of it like this. Like, creating matter from energy is, is the, uh, is the it, oh, what's the thing that they beam people up in Star Trek? I don't know. You don't. You know. You know no, I mean, it's either way. When they say "beam me up" in Star Trek, and then uh, and and they they go from being energy 
to solid matter. Right. That's that's what CERN is doing with the collider. So they're basically taking energy and creating matter out of it. Now, the matter only lasts a couple of seconds, but either way. That's interesting stuff, man. And and that's the thing that has to be fundamentally changed. And then there's other other things that, that get that have to be changed too, like geology, the whole impact thing, you know, that these these big decimating impacts that destroy life on Earth. Right. You know, uh which really, really bugs me when I think more and more about it. You know, if it, if life on Earth was, if if there's a big extinction event, such as a meteor, okay, why only certain things die out? You know how many species of life there is? Not, not oh, species dear. of bugs, not species of mammals, not species of fish. I'm just talking about species in general that all require... Light. Some things don't require light, but but most right. things require sunlight. You know, vegetation to live. And if there was an extinction event that caused this huge uh, extinction of of all of these different uh, species on on the planet to disappear, why didn't the other species disappear? Yes. We have millions and millions <laughs> of species on the planet. That are that are still here, and if there's an extinction event every ten thousand years or twelve thousand years, something hits the earth and boom, you know we all die. I think it's all bullshit. I, I really do. I, I'm not saying that we haven't been hit by meteors. Of course, oh we yeah, have. of course. You know, there's impact craters all over the earth. Right, right. I just don't think that they do the damage that 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 uh, the that, catastrophic. That, that, type yeah, yeah, damage. yeah. I right. don't. I don't think that 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 happens. You know what I mean? You know, they say that the Gulf of Mexico is a meteor crater. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. Now, do you know at the bottom of the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico, there are these huge pockets of frozen methane, right? Okay. Now, it, I don't know if it formed there after. Now, we're going to just assume that that is an impact crater. Sure. I sure. don't think it is. But let's just assume that it is. I don't know if this methane formed there before or after right. a meteor hit, but if it was there before and a meteor hit it, <laughs> you're talking about superheating this area, right? Hardcore. And do you know if if that methane were to melt, right, if it were to become a gas, because methane doesn't become a liquid methane, would right. it, it, it's a frozen it, it's kind of a frozen gas. Once it once it thaws, it becomes gas. That gas is then released. But the bubbles come up through the Gulf of Mexico and get into our atmosphere. Now, at ten percent methane, right? If you were to light a cigarette, yeah, the atmosphere would catch fire, and the, the entire planet would be vaporized. The entire atmosphere would be vaporized by fire. It'd be a cleansing by fire. Wow. And and that would wipe out almost every species that doesn't live underground. Right. You know, in caves right. and, and stuff like that. anything that anything that breathed oxygen would die if if there were ten percent methane in our air. 
I scared this. the shit out of my kid. <laughs> w- remember when when the Gulf oil thing, the pipe was releasing oil oh, yeah. into the Gulf? Yeah. Right? BP, <laughs> the BP thing. Yeah, dude. Right? I told you... him <laughs> about this methane. What and, did you say? Well, I told him that, that the methane... <laughs> Uh, you know, we're releasing all of this this oil into the Gulf of Mexico, and the and the oil is the temperature is is uh, really high, yeah. and that there's a ton of methane underneath of this, you know, in the Gulf of Mexico at the seafloor, and that if it melts this methane, it'll become a gas, it'll enter our atmosphere, and and when our atmosphere <laughs> reaches a certain percentage of methane our atmosphere would catch fire. Right. And that every, basically what I just said. And he had nightmares. No doubt. About it. <laughs> he wow. Would, well, because here's, because I postulated to my yeah. family. I said, if that were to happen, this, how would yeah. you want to go? Would you want to wait for the atmosphere <laughs> to catch fire right. and then die that way? Or would you want to, Pass pass around suicide pills. Yeah, no doubt. And take pills, or would you want to just get a gun and and you know and, just and have me shoot everybody in the family and then myself, <laughs> or shut the house up and run a car exhaust in through the window and just everybody go to sleep? <laughs> so you're basically like, yeah. so do you want to like? get burned to a crisp or do you just want to have like this easy death yeah yeah <laughs> that that's what i was postulating to my family during over the, dinner yeah <laughs> uh, during the bp oil spill right because i'm a fun dad because <laughs> i'm a fun dad <laughs> and uh that is good yeah so he so then he was having nightmares and he he you know it really freaked him out dude that sucks <laughs> oh, that really sucks you know. As we sit here and laugh about it, God damn it. Well, but the point is, is that how many species would die if there was a meteor the size of the Gulf of Mexico yeah. or whatever, smaller than the Gulf of Mexico, but creates a crater the size of the Gulf of Mexico, releases all of this shit into the atmosphere, blocks out the sun for several years, you know, uh, reducing, killing all the plants, reducing the amount of oxygen, everything suffocates, everything would freaking die. I can't I can't get into these whole uh extinction events like this, you know, this right. this meteor crap. I I just can't get into it because I think the logistics of of that happening is is horrible and then and then within okay, what whatever our last extinction event was a million years ago, 2 million years ago, Within a million years, we have to repopulate the planet with all the diversity of life that we have now. It's just—it's not enough time. Right. You know, right. we're talking the Earth is billions of years old. We're saying these extinction events happened millions of years. Right. I don't think that in millions of years we're going to have all of this diversity come back from death. Right. Y- you right. know? So I, I so I don't believe it. I, I think that what... Paul, Paul, here we go with the Paul. <laughs> I think what Samuel was saying, and that Neil Adams picked up on, I think that uh, I think that what he says makes more sense because now you're only killing off selective life forms, exactly life forms that require uh, 
the ability to migrate to certain areas and now are cut off from that migration. So, and, and because the climate of the earth is changing, right? Absolutely. Uh, Vegetation is changing. I think they're dying off slowly from that. That's what I think. You know, there's a, uh, this goes back to the, the evolution, uh, theory right and you know that you know that people like we look at nature and we say yeah that's nature and that that's that's a natural occurrence absolutely that's uh that's the way it works you know you see you see a lion running down a zebra and eating it you know the other day i watched a praying praying mantis eat the face of of a off of a fly yeah, dude those while things it was are alive. freaking mean man. <laughs> yeah like they're terrifying the, the insect world is crazy yeah i don't like them but then we look at ourselves and we say that we are unnatural right like art like what we create is artificial right right and uh i think i i think that joe rogan helped me come to this conclusion listening to his podcast but but uh that everything that man does, this is the, this is the, this is what's been put forward. Everything man creates is natural, sure. and it's part of a process of extending life. You know how uh, natural things, things breed, right? Yeah, in nature, and then they die, and their offspring carries on their DNA. Yes, right, and that's that's the point of life. As far as we know, right? And that's the that's the whole thing. You procreate, you you pass on your genes to your children, then you die, and then they pass on the genes, and and it continues on. And that's sure. that's what that's the goal of everything, right? What if everything we create, right, gets us a little bit closer to being able to go out into the universe and populate? other or spread life throughout the universe i should just say that would be insane and what if that what we are doing now is natural and it is not us really in control of it right okay like we're just doing what we have to do yeah right like ants build ant hills yeah right bees make honey right we make technology yeah and that technology allows us to leave this planet go out into the universe and spread life to other planets sure did you know there's life on mars i did not know this i did not know this no i did not know this we put it there what do you mean oh in the rovers okay the there is no they you know they tried to build these in a clean room Right. But there's no such thing as a clean room. You're always going to get some sort of, you're going to bring in some sort of organisms. Yes. There are organisms inside of the rovers. Okay. And they're still there. They didn't die. They're still there. And, And those organisms are life. And they're on the wiring. They're on the circuits. They're on anything we touch, you know. That is crazy, though. And, uh... And they're in that machine, and we put them there. And so we basically spread life on Mars. to Mars. The first thing, the first life form to go to Mars isn't going to be a monkey. It's 
what we've already sent there. It's these organisms that right. that got that contaminated the rovers before we even sent them there. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. So what if what if everything we're doing now is a natural occurrence? Because we like to say, you remember in the Matrix they said, uh, uh, Mister Smith. Oh, yeah. He said, you know, that we're a virus infecting this planet. And yes. We shouldn't have even been here we in the first place. Yep. We're a disease. Yep. Okay, what if we're not? What if, really, we're a natural occurrence, Technology, the things we make, the technology that we create is a natural occurrence, and it's all part of a natural process to spread life through the universe? That would be insane. Think about that. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> well, what what if it is? That's dude. That is crazy to think about. That. Well, that changes the way we think about humanity. everything. Well, yeah, because now, because if you think about humanity in that way, right, right, then then you you feel a little bit less horrible about what we do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can totally see that. Uh, because because if if what we do is natural, it's what nature wants us to do. Yeah. In order to spread life to other places, right? Yeah. Then we're justified. Yeah. We have been then we're, justified. then we're justified. I like it. You know what I mean? Okay, so we build a nuclear power plant. Right. You know? We're justified in that because that nuclear power plant gets us one step closer to creating vehicles that spread life throughout the universe. Yeah. You know? Dude, that's insane to think about, though. Like, I'm... This went from, like, this just got really heavy really quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it was going to get heavier had I not forgot what I was going to say about the other thing. Would you got to cut some of that out? There's a lot of dead air. No, I'll cut it out. It's fine. Yeah. No, I'll cut it. Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Guess what? I forgot what I was going to say, even though I knew it. Dude, that happens to me before. constantly. Yeah. But I think, you know, what else was I going to say? See, now, now you've got me doing it. Now I've totally spaced off what I was going to say. <laughs> it's gone forever. I think that there, I think that there's a lot of implications about what Neil Adams is talking about. I think that it 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 it, it destroys a lot of things. It builds up a lot of things. I was going to say, but the progression of things. Can you imagine if if the scientific community accepted those those things? And we could just then take those things, the new knowledge that we just got, and start building off of that. Yeah. My God. How advanced would we be then? Well, I think if we don't. Well, I want to say, because look, I don't want to definitively say that that the earth is growing. I don't want to definitively say that. I do want to say that it's completely more believable than the alternative, which is the mainstream alternative. The Pangea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is all ridiculous. Yeah. It is. But uh, when you when you think about... Uh, when, when, you, uh, <laughs> when you think about uh, the ramifications of it and, and, and having to throw away all of this stuff that we already have, all of, the, all of this... Uh, 
things that we learn in school, you throw that all out and you start on a new platform. Right. I think if we stay where we are, we're going to be stagnant. I think if what, if what Samuel Carey was saying is true, I think that it would be a better diving board or springboard right. to jump off of. I think we're going to be more advanced and, and be able to advance further. I think if we stay with what we believe now, if what we believe now isn't true, then we're never going to be able to get past that and we're not going to advance any further you're going to have a better iphone in two years but (laughs) but science is not going to make any advances right you know as far as the universe is concerned mathematics stuff like that you you can't advance those things because technology and science are two different things yes you know i mean yeah you need science to make technology but once we have technology you know, you just you just keep going forward. Go off with that. Yeah. What if science eventually then just kind of goes full circle and they continue on with what they're doing and then they end up proving themselves wrong? Then what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They basically find out all they can before they go, oh, shit, we've been wrong all this time. Oh, well, then it'll happen after Neil Adams dies. Samuel M. Say- Carey doesn't become a hero. Right. You know, uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Oh, We're eventually going to have to figure it out. If if what Samuel M. Car- Samuel Carey was saying is true, what Neil Adams is saying he said is true, we're eventually going to find it out. We're eventually going to have to accept it. Exactly. And and exactly. we're you know, and then we will be able to build from there. The problem is, how long will it take? Will it take another hundred years? It would take at least. Probably one to two hundred years. Yeah, wouldn't you think? Eh, well, if it does, then then we're just set back by two hundred years. Exactly. And like certainly not in our lifetime. I don't think we'll ever see that. You don't think they'll accept it in our lifetime? I don't. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I we have way too many close-minded people. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but in open-mindedness doesn't. But if, if it what doesn't I'm matter, is, I mean, look, it, it's a science. It, like I s- said before in the last episode. It's not a matter of being open-minded or closed-minded. It's not a matter of of opinion or 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 whatever it is you think. You have to look at it as facts. The only way we can do that is if and and I see where you're saying open mind. A scientist has to be able to say, "Okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to come I'm going to see if I can get these same conclusions." But we need more people like that. But though but so far, nobody has said, okay, I'm going to do that. Right. Because that's, they're too afraid of the fact that they're yeah. fucking wrong. That's where the open... <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm saying. They do not want to be wrong. That's where the open-mindedness comes right. in. Right. I think you have to be neutral is what it is. Yeah. You have to be neutral and you have to be willing to put in the work. I can't do it. You can't do oh, it. hell no. We're not scientists. I don't want to do it. You know, I don't even... I could never even do... I, you know, I have, I have ADHD and... and you know, I can only concentrate on certain things for a certain amount of time, sure. even things that I really like to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can, after a while, I get really bored. The scientific process is so mundane and it really so is. boring and takes so long. See, <laughs> you know? I think, I don't know what the hell I have. Like, if because you say you can only focus on one thing, yeah, you know, for a, sp- a specific amount of time or whatever, you know, like I'm the exact opposite. 
like for example, like making a documentary or something like that, I will engross myself in that. Where to the fact, like I won't sleep for two days because of it. Yeah, I won't move. Yeah, I will be there just completely enthralled with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like that's my problem. <laughs> I'm like the exact opposite of that thing. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm a freak show. Well, as long as you can do it. Well, yeah, I can do it, but it's costing my health. (laughs) 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 Shit like that. (laughs) My mental sanity. Let's talk about your documentaries. Enough of Neil Adams. You need to go, if you, you need to go listen to it. You need to go watch his videos. You need to go pay attention to Neil Adams because every one of you people have been touched by him in some way. Uh, whether that's that's entertainment, you know, movies, comic books, the expand the the growing earth doesn't matter. Go check it out; it's amazing. Let's talk about your uh, your My documentary. Stuff. You have one coming out tomorrow? No, Friday. Friday, uh, Friday. the seventeenth of October. The seventeenth of October, <clears throat> and it will be available only on my Facebook page. It'll be on my Facebook fan page, and uh-huh. that's it. So if you guys want to find that, it's at Josh Heard 1981, I believe, on Facebook. If you yeah. want to go and check that out. Well, um, can't wait, wait. What's that? I think you should be. I should. I think you should put it on the ectoplasm page. I'll put it. I could do that too. Yeah, I could put it on the ectoplasm page. Yeah, I'll put the link up because all it is is a link to um, a Google Doc page. That's it. Yeah. And basically, this one is on disclosure, on alien disclosure and what would happen to society you know, if we were given 100%, uh, 100% disclosure on the, on the matter, what would we do? And so, what, would, only, what a, would we do? I, you know, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait on that. Spoilers. Unless you, unless everything you, guys watch you, everything you say is going to be a spoiler. No, I will say this, though. I will say this. I took, you know, I did my homework on, and I, w- I was watching different documentaries and things of that nature on on aliens and on, specifically on disclosure itself and how everybody is so, you know, gung-ho. You know, oh, they got to tell us, they got to tell us, they got to tell us, the goddamn government needs to tell us, and everybody needs to, you know, come clean and shit like this. But people aren't necessarily thinking about the implications. So I took everything that they have already said, you know, and I threw it out the goddamn window. What they said about what? <laughs> about disclosure and how, oh, it's the goddamn government. And they need to tell us what's going on with these goddamn aliens and all this <laughs> stuff, right? So yeah. they're freaking out. People are just like, we want to know. We want to know. But do you? Like, do you really want to know? Like, that's... That's what's scary about it. Personally, I don't think we could fucking handle it. So I'll let the I'll let the documentary do like most of the talking. It's only like twenty minutes long. Yeah, it's something like that. It's a short. It is. Yeah, it's really short. And and you can go. We do have a URL at Facebook now. We do. Facebook.com forward forward slash ectoplasm show. And we have uh, we've got a few more followers. We go. We're up to fourteen. We got fourteen peeps. 14 yeah, likes. Yeah. Like them. we're still getting. We're still getting hundreds of listeners. That's awesome too. Yeah. By the they're way, they're just not interacting with us. That's okay. They want to admire from afar. 
Look, if you don't want to be, if you don't want to be our friend, you don't have to. You don't want to be our friend. <laughs> no, but if you if you do want to see, if you want to see the twenty minute documentary on disclosure, yeah, I have not seen it myself. Not I, yet. Uh, Josh is going to say it's awesome. I'm going to say it sucks out loud. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. You, you don't do that. You're trying no. to promote it. But honestly, like this will this. Aside from the feature-length film that I have coming out in the spring, yeah, this is the best work I've ever done. Really? I will say that. Really? I will say that. I am more pleased with this as an end product than I have been with anything else. Yeah. So. So come over to either the convoluted Josh Heard 1981 blah, blah, blah Facebook blah. page. Who cares about Josh Hurd? Just get your butt over to the, <laughs> the Facebook.com forward slash ectoplasm show. The documentary will be up Friday. Yes. Uh, this podcast will be up tonight, right? Yeah, I think it'll be up. Which is Wednesday. Tonight, yeah, the 15th of yeah. October. Episode 5. I like it. We're freaking going nuts. We're chugging along, man. I'm liking this, too. Yeah. Like, it's... It's sounding better every time, and it's it's just getting better. It's a better experience. Yeah, I got my new microphone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've although, got pop filters. <laughs> although that, that graph over there doesn't look like the volume's very loud. You see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do all that post-production shit on it. Hey, you had a lady call, come up to your door the other day. I you know, it was... I, I tell you what. Okay, yeah. This is... I mean, this happens on occasion, mm-hmm. okay? Because in my books and things like that, I you know, the publishing company, it's not a big secret. It's my house, okay? I publish my own things. That's what happens because I don't I don't like middlemen and I hate math. We've already talked about this. Yeah. So, so yes, I publish my own books. What's I do the all name of this your publishing? It's just H and H Publishing. That's it. H and H. But H and H Publishing, which stands for Heard and heard because my last name is heard but my wife's last name is heard also yeah and it was heard before you married her what <laughs> it's like oh shit what <laughs> it's heard because you married yeah, her heard or it was heard before you no married. definitely after. we are from southwest we iowa are. we are we're <laughs> yeah. dangerously close to missouri <laughs> we're from southwest iowa okay go but ahead no but it, you know people in this is a very small very small town yeah. people know who I am, they know what I do, mm-hmm. and they know this that I'm into this shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So on occasion, I will have people that come up to the door or whatever and just want to talk shop for a while, which is fine. That's awesome. But yeah, I did have a couple ladies come up to me the other day, mm-hmm. knocked on the door, and I was wearing my. I feel like such a toolbox for saying this, but I was wearing my own T-shirt. The, the joshherd.net shirt but at the front of it it says trust me i'm a ghost hunter and uh i was wearing that shirt and this lady goes so you're josh right the the ghost hunter guy and i had to i i like looked down at my shirt and i was like yeah i guess so <laughs> i guess that's me mm-hmm. but yeah they had some crazy shit going on they were looking for help is what they were looking for it was i was, I was stuff i like i was thinking we should get her on the show I don't think that see what, what what was actually going on was they were not talking to me to help them. They were talking to me to help 
a friend of theirs, a family member specifically, I should say. But this, we looked into it a little further. And I said, look, I need to talk to this person like myself, you know, so I can really grasp what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, first and foremost, I need to see if they're even willing to accept the help. Do they even want it? Do they even want the help from me? And um, it turns out this lady did not. She did not want to, what she said, rile up the spirits. Rile them up. She did not want to do that. Yeah. Well, what did she say was happening? There was a lot of things happening. Um, voices. You know, disembodied voices were going on. Now, then at points, it was also sounding as if somebody who weighed in excess of 500 pounds was stomping, like, through the house. Like, very loud bangs and cracks and things like that. Items being displaced. Um, again, weird noises in the basement, in the attics, like, all over the place. You know, and like I said, it sounded like somebody was tromping through their house. But then the voices, calling them by name... I mean, it was freaking them out. Mm-hmm. But then at well, the same but time... But the lady that came up to your door, she experienced this same stuff. She did. At, okay. At this particular house, yes. But that's... Then then we can still get her. Maybe. Well, because I want to talk to somebody, quote unquote, normal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the that, dude. <laughs> that that comes in and and says... I've experienced this stuff at my friend's house. Right. I'm a witness to it. I believe in it. And, you know, I want to know why. Why they why they believe in it. What the hell did you experience? Exactly. Why, what why makes you... them even more credible sometimes, and I've had this too, is when they come up to you and they're like, okay, look, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I do not believe for a second that ghosts exist, but I don't know what the hell is going on in my house. Those are the people that you're like, oh, shit. Like, they don't want to believe in any of this stuff, but they have nowhere else to turn. They've run out of of excuses. Yeah. Why would this lady come up to your door if her friend didn't want you to come over and... They wanted to know if I was on... Well, (laughs) ghost bust. Yeah. They wanted to know if I was on board with the idea first, which, of course, I am. You know, if somebody comes up to me and wants help, damn Skippy, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. Um... It just, it sucks that, and I say for now, she doesn't want the help. But we'll see what happens in a month or two or three or whatever it takes. But yeah, when I the guarantee, I guarantee, ghost sits on her. <laughs> I guarantee is what I'm saying, that I will get another phone call from these people. Oh, yeah. I would almost guarantee it. You think they're just playing hard to get? <laughs> no, I think they haven't experienced enough to be completely freaked out. To the point where they, you know, they want to leave their house. Yeah. Let me so. ask you about that trust thing. Trust me, I'm a ghost hunter. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Now, you're not going to charge these ladies. Absolutely not. Yeah. And ghost <coughs> ghost hunters don't charge. The majority of us do not charge. Yeah. The Ghostbusters did. The Ghostbusters charged the shit out of people, which was awesome. But they all... <laughs> I love those movies, but they also had, uh, you know, fancy, fancy toys. Yeah, you know what pisses me off about the movie Ghostbusters is, <laughs> that, is that there was a bunch of people in the movie 
that got screen time lines in the movie that yeah. didn't believe in ghosts. Right, right. But unlike our world, the real world, <laughs> these ghosts in that movie were physic- physically represented. Yes. You know, like like they occupied physical space. You know, you had uh, Slimer. Slimer, which is uh, I love on, Slimer, which is on our logo. Slimer, yes. uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Well, yeah, yeah, you got that. But what I'm saying is, before that crap happened, yeah, they became the Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, before the Vigor stuff, blah blah blah. But uh, Vigor, that was number one, right? That was number two. Number two. What was number one? Uh, number one was like. Zool. Zool. Okay, before Zool, right, there was a bunch of ghosts. They would go around town. They'd get a call. They'd go there. They'd get the ghost. The ghost was a physical form. You could see it flying around. Yes. And and they got a lot of business. They were making a lot of money. Lots. If that were the way it was in the real world, everybody would believe in ghosts. There wouldn't be people that didn't believe in ghosts. That's very true. I mean, because, because, look, you've got thousands of witnesses that says, oh, yeah. yeah, look at this ghost and let's call the Ghostbusters and then they come in and then it happens again and then it happens again then it happens yeah. again then the Zool thing happens. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> so, so the Ghostbusters and basically the Ghostbusters were just ghost hunters just like you. Yes. They just had awesome fictional equipment. Really to, cool to toys. capture a ghost. Really cool toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, it, what I want to say is it, it, the only way you could have the only way you can have a, an economy on ghost hunting is if you had a situation like the ghost hunters or like the Ghostbusters. Like the Ghostbusters. Because because you ha you know, like a hotel has has this slimer sure. ghost in there, it's destroying a bunch of stuff. Everybody can see it. You look at it, you see this little green blob, you know, it, it takes up physical space. Yeah. You know, then you say, okay, now you're, you're, there is a job yes. that you can actually do. In ghost hunting, in the real world, you don't see that stuff. That's why you need EMF detectors and, and, and uh, right. uh, you know, yeah, I mean, infrared cameras and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, so when you go in there, you're basically working with what somebody said, yeah, I think I have a ghost. And yeah, so you're not working you're with anything physical. Yeah, you're taking these claims, mm-hmm. and you're either, one, trying to debunk them entirely by naturally recreating them somehow, you know, which I do a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, well, the door will open and slam on its own. Well, is, it a, is your house creating that natural vacuum? If I go to the other end of the house, open and shut this door really fast, will it cause that other door to pop open? You know what I mean? Things of that nature. You know, I'll try to yeah. disprove it before I get out my fancy spancy geeko meters and freaking go to town and start doing like hardcore Q and A type things. Yeah, and that's just how I do it. You know, other people just go in guns blazing. But that's a, but that's isn't just you. This is every ghost hunter. Here's the thing, people. If you think you have a ghost and you call a ghost hunter and they're sitting in your house, they shouldn't be charging you. They should not be charging you. I That's disagree with that. Now, but, you do disagree with that because yeah. we're, you know, I don't know. I, in your eyes, we're providing a service of sorts. Exactly. Now, but in my opinion, 
we're not really providing a service. Yes, we're we're helping them. So in a sense we are, but at the same time, it's more like I'm trying to get as much information as possible mm-hmm. to maybe try to further the field. Oh, but you're in a catch-22. Oh, fuck. It's you're a, ridiculous, You're in a catch-22 yes. because one thing, I don't, I don't give a shit what you say. You are providing a service. You're taking yeah. your time, your equipment. You're going down there. You're studying. What these people are telling you right. is in their house. You didn't convince them that it's in their house. They're telling you it's in their house. But let me, and they want you to fix it. So you're providing a service. So, But if you charge, you're a swindler. Because you're taking advantage of somebody. That's what a lot of people in this because field think. Because, okay, look, I don't believe in ghosts. So if I look at you going into somebody's house and they and that person believes in ghosts, you're telling them that uh, they have a ghost in their house and you're going to help them find it. Well, now now you are one, you know, you're one of those 80s preachers that, that, <laughs> that ask for money. You know what I mean? Right. So you're a swindler. So but, let, me, let me say this, though. You're, okay, go ahead. Because I, I get what you're saying, and I don't I don't get paid from the client. But <laughs> here's what I do. <laughs> okay. Because there is a way around that. I'm an author. Mm-hmm. I will approach the client afterwards. If something noteworthy happens, I will approach the client, and I will ask for their permission to use... Not necessarily their actual names or anything like that, but a very similar story. Just change their names and basically lay out the case how it was. And then I'll put that in a book, which I I then get paid for. Yeah, but you (laughs) could write fiction and then I'm writing a fiction book here in two days. I'm beginning work on it. Yeah, your first fiction. Uh, This will be my first work of fiction, yeah, which I'm a little nervous about. Yeah, but you could write fiction and say it's true. You don't need to go through all this trouble. With these people, you know. Okay, I understand what you're saying. You you make money on the books, retelling the stories of other people's hauntings. What I'm saying is, you don't have to do that. You could just make up stories and say that they're true. Yeah, you know. First of all, I believe that you're making up the the ghosts, anyways. I I think you believe in ghosts, but I think you're wrong. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, yeah. as far as what I'm saying is you don't have to go to somebody's house, spend two weeks there trying to hunt down a ghost, and then come back and tell the story in a book. You could just write the book I have an idea. and make up the story. I have an idea. What's your idea? What's is this idea? about charging people for your services? No, excuse me. I'm moving my microphone around a little bit. Okay. Here's my idea. <laughs> okay. We need to do it a show live. From a location of my choosing. Oh, yeah. Yes. And this will be... um, This will be like a ghost hunt, is what it will be. You and I will be, like, carrying around microphones looking stupid. However, like, the, this will be like a ghost hunt. Just you and me. In a location of my choosing. I don't know if that's going to be entertaining. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Because... <laughs> Because I'm just gonna think you're a fool. No, that's what. I, but that's what I just want to. I just want to see if something were to happen or not. And if it doesn't, do we scrap it? No, absolutely not. I would totally post that. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, but 98 percent of the time, jack shit's gonna go down. But I tell you, like, if you're sitting in a house for eight hours. In the dark, <laughs> talking to the wall, then you're gonna hallucinate. No, not at all. I'm saying like. 
98% of that time, of, of that eight hours, there's going to be a 30-second time period, maybe. Yeah. 30 seconds out of that eight hours where something that you cannot explain happens. It so? is a lot of just nothing. Like, they make it look really glamorous. Like, on, on well, I don't TV. want to disappoint anybody. You're not going to disappoint uh, anybody. No, what this I'm saying. It's going to be awesome. Not, I want to Not hear... me personally. I mean, I, I don't want to sit in a house for eight hours oh, this and record it, and then nothing, nothing significant happens. And then right. at the end of the show, you know, we got this hour. We cut it down to an hour or two hours, and then at the end of the show, people are like, well, oh. I just listened to the ectoplasm show. <laughs> that was uh, the most they, they were in a haunted house, and nothing happened. This, <laughs> this will be a... A location that I've written about before. Okay. That I have access to. Well, let's do that. We should... I'm, I'm thinking about this. I want so Obviously, have, it's going to have to be a little warmer. Yeah. Because, yeah. I want to hash out this pay thing first. <laughs> I'm never, ever going to charge for, for this. Well, maybe you won't. But I will tell you this. I have but been paid. But I think paid. it's bullshit. I have been paid before in pizza. In pizza. This lady paid me in pizza. Yeah. She insisted that I sat down and ate dinner with her and her husband before I got started. Oh, I really wish you would pay me in pizza right now. And I had like three slices it. of pizza, and that was that. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, no. Well, I like I said, I think you're in a catch twenty two. You should be charging for your services, but if you do, you're gonna get you're gonna get frowned upon. I think it's more of a labor of love. I guess. Honestly. I guess. You know? And it's like, I I love investigating, and I love writing books, and I love making documentaries, so why not just combine all three? You know? And that's what I've done. Um, and so that's how I, you know, make the dollars. Make the dollars? Make the dollars. And then, you know, you go to, like, events and things like that, and you, you speak, and, you know, you get paid for those, too. Do you get paid for speaking? Yeah, absolutely. When do you get paid? Huh? Like, where do you go to speak? I've gone different places <laughs> to speak. Have you gone um, to universities? No, that is coming up, though. You do? I will be, yes. Yeah. And I'm very excited about that. Um, we I have been, let's see, a lot of libraries. I've been there, you know. Yeah. Um, libraries, it seems some of them will pay in cash dollar, but, uh, oh, are they charging people to come listen to what no, you No, absolutely not. But they have a budget set aside for things yeah. of this nature. But so sometimes they pay in, in actual physical money. Other times they pay in beer. In beer? <laughs> <laughs> like municipal, I have gone out, I have wait, gone out to a bar. A municipal library will pay you in beer. They, they will take you out to a bar. And, oh, they'll take you to yeah, a bar. Yeah, absolutely. And use tax dollars to buy you beer. <laughs> It'll be dollars out of their own pockets. Libraries are not. The librarians are crazy. Libraries are not private institutions. They no. are they, they are they, budgeted yes, through. Very much so. Tax dollars. I'm on the library board here in town. Did you know that? Yeah. Our, our library is a house. It is a house. <laughs> yeah. We are looking to build a new library. We are. We are. Indeed, because we don't have any room left. Yeah. In that house library of ours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, I don't think this, I don't think the town could sustain a a new library. Our town can't sustain a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean people there it go, is. <laughs> well, who goes to the library? 
Lots of kids do. Honestly, yeah. it's a lot of kids and a lot of uh a lot of people, honestly, like a lot of older people go yeah. still to the library. So old people and kids. Yeah, a lot of kids are just getting off the buses, you know, and the school bus and going Let's go to the library. Yeah. And then she does a lot of really cool activities with the kids, which is awesome. It keeps them busy. Yeah. Keeps them out of trouble. Keeps them out of trouble. Yeah. Why is it everything that's municipal <laughs> is meant to keep kids out of trouble? <laughs> because, man, kids are horrible well, let's, let's little build creatures. A, let's build a skate park. It'll keep kids out of trouble. Yeah. Let's build an arcade, or let's put some arcade machines in this. This is, of course, back when I was a kid. Okay. Let's put an arcade in here, and that'll keep kids out of trouble. If we had an arcade, that would keep me out of trouble. Like, yeah. that would be amazing. Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts. I was never a scout. I was never a scout. Probably, I don't know. I don't. I don't do math. We've already discussed. <laughs> we. I don't do math, but I don't do nature either. You don't I'm do. Not, I'm not very good with nature. I tell you what. Let me tell you this little crap that happened to me. I was on an investigation. Yeah. Last weekend, I went down. I, I drove to the border. Of Kansas and Oklahoma, right over there. Okay, is like, there a border? Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> let me just say this was it was mind numbing long trip. Okay, yes. And while we're there, we're there. We're investigating this this hunk of land, and there's this barn. Now inside the barn, I see something move, and I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" Now I knew it wasn't a ghost or anything scary like that, but it was. It was like a bug or an insect of some sort. Now, it was what appeared to be like a cricket, okay? A cricket's not a big thing for me, okay? I, I feed crickets to my tarantula all the time. It's not yeah. a big thing. But this was not just a cricket. This was a hybrid mix. And I didn't even realize these things existed. But it was a cricket mixed with a spider. Look that shit up. Terrifying. I'm looking it up right. Terrifying. There's no way. I swear to God. How it do you no, get, I swear. How, how, I don't know. I don't know. The dudes I was with, they didn't know, but they had heard about it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's just one of these things. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Terrifying looking. Did you find it? Did you Google that shit? Okay. Do you find it? Yeah, I found it. Okay. Do you see it? Do you see a picture of it? Yes. Tell me that's not absolutely disgusting. It's bizarre looking. There's some, there. <laughs> it's bizarre. I am going to attempt to say this. Do it. Raffidophoridae. Raffido. Raffidophoridae. Raffidophoridae. <laughs> okay, so that's the the, the cave weta cave critic. Camelback crickets, camel crickets, spider crickets, and sometimes shortened to criders or sprickets. <laughs> criders. And sand treaders. Okay. Well, now, before I, before I get into this, I'm going to say... That I'm that, a vagina. No. <laughs> <laughs> that a spider and a cricket didn't get donk. together they and, didn't donk and it create out. these things. No. Okay. That's this where my just, mind went first. This is just a species of cricket. I didn't that's dwell much. On this, because it terrified me. Uh, in southern Virginia, they are sometimes called Seaford jumping spiders. Oh, that's cute. And they have them in New Zealand, Australia, Tans- <sighs> Tansmania, Cave Weta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw that. All I can say is screw that, because I saw it, and it freaked my shit. 
Okay. It is creepy. Dude, it was ridiculous. So, yeah, if you guys are listening, Google that. <laughs> like, ugh. This is disgusting. This is absolutely disgusting. But they were everywhere, man. They were freaking everywhere. And here I was in this barn in, like, this hayloft all by myself. Yes. Surrounded by the sprickets. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, like I said, I don't, I don't do well with nature. I don't know why. It's not programmed that way. Oh, it says that they will often jump towards any perceived threat. Cute. In an attempt to frighten it away. <laughs> uh, I weigh 215 pounds. And although they look intimidating, uh, they are completely harmless. Oh, that's cute. They're completely harmless? They won't bite you? Yeah. They'll probably bite you. And it, it <laughs> They'll says probably that bite you. They are of little economic importance except as a nuisance in yeah. buildings and See? homes. Fucking useless. That's what it is. They're useless. Ugh. Yeah. There's no reason for them to be around. Was that the thing? Like the barn? Yeah, the dude. Yeah, they were everywhere. Yeah, but this guy had you convinced that a spider and a no, cricket got no. together and... No, he never said that. That's just where my head went. I was oh, like, okay. I could think of like, was was the spider giving it to the cricket? He, did he call it a crider or no. a spricket? <laughs> he didn't call it any of those. Oh, okay. He just said no. That's he goes. He's only seen a few of them. He he lives uh, in the Kansas City area, and so he only you know he's seen a, a few. Is yeah. what he said. Yeah, I was like, that is absolutely disgusting. It's nasty. Yeah. It's just nasty. Hey, so what is the... You just came out with another book. I did. Um, uh, it, is I it out, out or with, did it come, is it coming out? It is out, officially out now. And it's part of this new series that I'm writing. Um, it's called Paranormal Tidbits. And you can go to, like, Amazon. They're Amazon exclusive. And so, you know, you can... Uh, get them on your Kindle device, or if you don't have a Kindle, you can have a Kindle app, or you can even read it on your computer or whatever. So you don't necessarily have to have a Kindle, but they're they're ninety nine cents. So they're ninety nine cents, uh, and they're about five to six thousand words a piece. So it's just very small, um, little tidbits. Oh, you have two of these. I do have two. The you- first one was on cemetery hauntings and why people are so drawn to the fact that cemeteries are haunted. Oh my God, cemeteries are haunted. And if they are, why? Because if you're dead and given the chance to roam about, yeah, why the hell would you want to chill out in a cemetery? So I get into that a little more. You know, I get into it. And then this next one um, was, was done on time slips. The phenomenon of time slips. Yeah. Where people lose track of time over and over again. Um, they find no, themselves no. somewhere and they don't know where. Right. Like wh- how they got there. They, exactly. don't, they can't remember how they got there. Or, or like or even uh, going to someplace familiar, like a bar. Oh, I go to this bar, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Oh, you're talking about like they walk back in time. Yeah. It's to almost a like a different they, era. Yeah. It's weird. Like they'll walk into this bar that they've walked into thousands of times before. Yeah. And it's the exact same bar, the exact same layout. However, the people that are inside of it are like 
uh, dressed in period type clothing or just out of place from yeah. today's standards. Yeah. And they never really interact with it. And then the next thing this person realizes they're being like jostled by a patron at the bar in present time saying like, what the hell's the matter with you, dude? You all right? What's yeah. the matter with you? It's just like they've been zoning out, you yeah. know, for the last few seconds or whatever it's been. But I mean, this is a, a phenomenon that happens m- more than I thought. I'll put it to you that way. And so I put some stories in there of, uh, of different time slip stories and things of that nature. So well, it was I, fun. I'm going to put a link. We got a new website. Yeah. I, I, I build a website. Uh, if you go to joshher.net forward slash ectoplasm, uh, you can see the website. It's, it's kind of rudimentary. Uh, but we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put some links up there. Yeah, absolutely. To your books. Now you have you have a Vimeo or I do not yet. Do not yet. I'm I'm gonna get like six or seven really good documentaries under my belt, and then I'm gonna get the Vimeo account. Shouldn't you get it before so you can just upload not them yet. when you finish them? Not yet. Not yet. I have I have ideas. I have plans. Ideas. <laughs> ideas and plans. That's right. Yes. Uh, okay, so I'm going to put a link up to Josh's page. How come the, the Paranormal Tidbits isn't on your page? What do you mean? Well, it only has the two, you see. Hauntings. Haunting the Hunters and you get a, You type in like Josh Hurd. I did type in Josh Hurd and then I went oh, to Oh, yeah, don't go to the author part. Don't do that. There. This is what you want me to put for a link? Just put that little guy up for a link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Tell him whatever. Hex to the yeah. <laughs> so we'll have we'll have the link to his books up there. Yeah. Uh we'll have the link uh for we'll put ver- links to various things or whatever we're talking about. If there's a link, we'll We'll throw it up there like under it. the uh, like under the uh, description of the show. But when you go there, you can actually go scroll down, and it has our episodes, yeah, our, our yeah. episode archive, and uh, you could start with one, and then go to two, and we will put information underneath there. Now, currently, the only one that has information is the Neil Adams one, which I copy right. and pasted from from Wikipedia, Wikipedia yeah. because yeah. I'm so lazy. Uh, but uh, their Neil website's uh, link is there. Uh, Neil's YouTube page is there. That's uh, awesome. We under this episode, which won't be, which will probably be by Friday or whatever. We'll have oh, links. Yeah. We'll have links to the Wally Wallington videos. Uh, we'll put the link to Josh's books on the page. Uh, uh, what else do we need to put links to? Um, we'll put a link up for the Facebook. for the for the documentary too. Yeah, for the documentary, we'll put a link to our Facebook page and yeah, our Twitter page. And Twitter, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just load it with links. Yeah, lots of links. Load it. Well, actually, if you go down to the bottom, if you scroll down to the bottom of the page, which is joshherd.net forward slash ectoplasm show, there's a link to Twitter and a link to Facebook. Uh, so follow us on Twitter. Yeah. 
Like us on Facebook. People. There's people. a there, there's a couple hundred of you listening to this. That's right. Even if you listen for five minutes. I guess if you only listen to five minutes, you're not going to get to this part where I'm telling you to follow us. <laughs> uh, don't forget to go down to Mary Jane's Marijuana Emporium. Oh, my God. This is going to be so funny. Our new sponsor. This is going to be funny. Yeah, it's not a real sponsor, people. No, it's not a real sponsor. But I did think about getting a number to uh, to an actual marijuana shop in Colorado and putting it up and putting it in the ad. It would be hilarious. People, people would call, call it. Yeah. They'd be like, what? Is this Mary Jane's Marijuana Emporium? <laughs> marijuana Emporium. <laughs> That'll be good. I, I want to get some brownies for my uh, eight-year-old son. I think I'm going to throw that clip like right in the middle of the show somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Either that or right at the end. Yeah. We'll figure that well, out. Well, you'll find out, won't you, people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you will find out. Yeah. I think it's at the, it should be at the beginning because it says yeah, today's broadcast. Yeah, we should just put it right at the beginning. <clears throat> just something funny. You know, we're playing around. You I know, like we're trying to figure it out. And we're doing it. We're trying to do some stuff here. And we're, it, we're figuring this technology crap out. And if you don't like it, don't worry about it. <laughs> Obviously, about there's it. a lot of people that don't like it because otherwise we'd, <laughs> we'd have a little more interaction, wouldn't we? It'll be all right. You know? It'll be all right. We still have David. Damn Skippy. Yep. We still have David and Sunshine. Yes. You know, we have absolutely. those guys. So. Absolutely. Whatever. This is for you, buddy. So let's. And gal. Yes. All right. All right. Do what we said. <laughs> we said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> go go follow us and, 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 and fan like us, us and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. Follow us and fan us. And email us. What was the email address? Yep. <sighs> We go through this every week. Let me let me just pull out the phone because that's the way to do it. Ectoplasm show or the ectoplasm See, show? See, that's where I'm getting I think it's just ectoplasm up. show. It is. Ooh. Ectoplasm show. Ectoplasm show at, at gmail.com. Gmail. That's right. Send us an email Send about an, stuff. About stuff and things. Hey, what do you think about getting a, getting a preacher on the show? We could do that. And talking about, like, paranormal things? Yeah. You know what's awesome about that? It's like, I've talked to so many preachers that are totally into this. Mm -hmm. Totally into this. Yeah. So it would be awesome to have somebody. The Holy Ghost. Yeah. It would be nice to have somebody on my side. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're doing this. I think I have the perfect one. Let's work on that. All right, people. Have a good day. Yeah. Peace, everybody.